Hey everybody, welcome to the Bucks, Bulls, and Bows podcast. I'm your host, Rod White. This is the I Don't Know episode of the 30 Days of Rut podcast. Meaning, like, I've already lost track. Somewhere around day 13, 14, 15, something like that. Um, but I, I've got a special podcast I'm going to be doing here shortly uh, with a buddy of mine we did last night. I'm going to kick that out yet today, too. So you're actually probably going to get two episodes today. But I wanted to go over uh, something today that kind of struck my mind a little bit and that because I was talking about doing this in some of my posts about some public land etiquette. Um, and that, that goes for private ground too. If, you, if you're sharing permission on some private ground there, there's some things to consider when you're doing what, what I talked about doing. And I should have just probably posted this earlier, but this is, you know, this time of the year, depending on my situation, like I really feel like you can almost do no wrong. And if you pick the wrong tree, you're not seeing any deer like it's best to just get down and move and go find some deer like that's i I really believe that's the case because um a lot of these bucks can be checking where all these does commonly bed at and you can have some long boring sits if you have no deer in your area whatsoever because they're sitting on the next track neighbor neighboring track next to you or on another piece of public or something so oh sorry long night um in my opinion i would just if you're not seeing something after two or three hours in the morning, I get down and move. And so with that thought mentality yesterday, I, I climbed down looking, I had to switch no matter what to a different tree because the wind had switched. And so I climbed down and moved over uh, and rattled in a respectable buck there along the way. And so this morning I, I didn't have enough time to hunt where I probably would have normally hunted, but I've got my son tonight and he's got a wrestling match early. So I've got to be there. There's just, if I shot a deer, there's no way to get that deer out in time. And then there's no way, obviously, the meat would be spoiled by tomorrow morning. So um, with this heat, because it looks like it's going to get up around 65 or so, or coyotes get to it or God knows what. So um, I chose not to actually hunt per se where I was hunting at because it was an hour long walk into where I was going. So today um, I, I woke up and thought, well, in, the sun was coming up and I just thought, you know what, I'm just going to go hit a different public area that I'd like to scout out that I haven't really been to for a long, long time. And so I went there and had one of the coolest experiences ever. And it just reminded me that, you know, there's just more than one way to skin a cat, but there's also some, some ethics that come in just a little bit into play whenever you're doing what I, what I'm about to tell you about. So, um, what I did this morning was I was scouting for a new area. Okay. So you've got to keep in mind that there are other people hunting, Um, so you've got to be respectful of that. And so for that reason, like you absolutely have every right to be there. Just like somebody who's a squirrel hunter or a rabbit hunter has every right to be in that public land, just like you do. Um, it can be frustrating as a bow hunter. If you're trying to keep a place kind of quiet and hoping nobody else goes in there. And the next thing you know, here comes two guys through with squirrel dogs or squirrel hunting or whatever. Um, depending on where you live, you can have squirrel dogs. I don't, I don't know that you can't hear. That's probably a bad analogy, but no people do it. Um, or they're running coons at night or like, there's all kinds of like, that's just what you have to accept as a public land hunter. And if you're shooting any kind of mature deer over four and a half, five and a half years old, honestly, you're doing really well. Like you're doing really, really well if you can do it consistently. So, um, I know a lot of you see me pass up some bucks that, uh, a lot of you probably would shoot depending on where you live at, but I, I just... I'm, I've got a lot of really good deer on the wall. I'd rather have either somebody else shoot the deer or honestly, I really mean that, or I'd rather hold out for something I really want to kill. And, and it could be the experience too. And so where I'm, where I'm going to with that too, is that 
this morning I had one of the best experiences I've ever had. Like, man, gosh, I wish I would have had it recorded. I even thought about recording it, but I went into a piece of public ground where, um, you know, there wasn't a bunch of trucks parked or anything. And I went in and I I worked the outside edge because there was one truck parked there. And I was pretty confident looking at the map where he probably went. Um, It's highly unlikely he would go back into where I was going. That would be a long ways and there's a better place to park if you're going to do that. So I just went in the way I went to because of the wind. And so I I went in there and slid down this uh, fence row basically. Got about halfway back to where I wanted to go and I saw a CRP field. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I'll go pop up in there and, and I'll rattle from there and see if I can't rattle anything up. So I got about halfway up to where I wanted to be and I could hear somebody rattling I thought and I was like man that dude that sounds really realistic and then there were some leaves going I'm like wow that's that's got to be legitimately that's got to be like two pretty good bucks so I I literally ran right at them up over top of the hill because if they're fighting I don't know if you've ever been around animals that are fighting elk or whitetails or whatever man there's they're, they're not thinking about much else other than fighting each other. So you can get away with absolute, absolutely everything. So, oh, excuse me. Um, so I ran, ran towards them. I got about 30 yards from them. One was clearly a bigger buck than the other one, but I could not decipher what his antlers looked like. And in hindsight being 2020, it was a mature buck. I probably should have went in and shot it because it was a great experience, but I didn't. I really wanted to see what that deer really looked like. And you can't, it sounds crazy, but you cannot tell when those antlers are locked together. And those two bucks were going at it for a minute or two. They were on the other side of a small, uh, kind of like a shrub type tree. And I couldn't, I just couldn't decide what the heck they were, whether or not I wanted to shoot one or not. So long story short, um, or actually short story, super short. Um, I reached down my phone so I could record it. And I'm just going to share it up, obviously. And I reached down for my phone. And as soon as I reached down for my phone, I started to pull out my pocket and they broke free and started running right at me, like at a very high rate of speed. So dropped my phone, threw my release on my, on my string. I got the full draw as they were about literally three or four feet from me, like crazy close. And, um, I got the full draw and the one, the first buck in front, that one, I, I definitely could have shot, but he was like, maybe like a 130. and the buck behind him that he was fighting with, that was running him down or running him off was probably a mid 160s probably would have shot that deer but there was literally like zero percent chance of that happening like if i had a longbow and was shooting fingers instead of release maybe i could have shot it as it went by me (laughs) but it was they they were cruising that fast almost ran me over one of the coolest experiences i ever had i was like wow that was super cool then it was all over and i'm like ah what are all the things that should have been different um, and that's really like when I talk to you guys a lot about like having these experiences and trying to figure out how to become a, a better hunter as a result of it, like what would I have done different? So I was replaying all those scenarios in my head and kind of bumming out a little bit. And I just thought, you know what, I'm just going to just keep pressing forward. And I, I was really looking for some other sets that I might come back to here in another couple of days or whatever. I've got my son this weekend, so it's probably not going to be this week, but, um, so as I was doing that scouting, I would stop and I'd rattle and I rattled in a lot of bucks this morning. Like it was one of the best mornings I've ever had. I've even seen, saw another buck that was a potential shooter. Uh, and when I say potential, I, I know he was actually, he was a solid 180 plus deer. I would have shot that deer a little far ways off about uh, 250 yards or so. And when he was crossing across a wide open CRP field, 
I raced over to the timber where he was going to. Um, and I know it sounds hard to comprehend how that worked, but it's just the lay of the land allowed me to do it. I got over there, I hit the timber, stopped, and I rattled, hoping that I would rattle him over to me because I knew he was somewhere in that block of timber. And here I rattled in a couple other bucks that were obviously not him. So, um, anyways, great morning. Had a, a ton of fun. And I just was thinking a lot about how how much more fun that was than sitting in a tree not seeing nothing. <laughs> we all have good days and bad days. And I'm sure like you do enough of those kind of hunts, you'd probably have several days where you didn't rattle in nothing and it wouldn't be fun at all. But it was just, uh, it was a great experience and I, and I had a good time. Plus, I, I, I located a few trees that I'm going to come back and hunt, I believe, um, here in the next week or so. So, anyhow, I'll tell you all that to tell you this. Um, if that's something that you, you decide you're going to do, because I know a lot of you guys see, uh, and I'm just going to say it, the, the hunting public guys that are running around doing films and, and they're doing something similar. There's, there's a line of, and I'm not saying these guys are doing that, but there's a there's a line of uh, efficacy, maybe is the word, I don't really know, or courtesy that you need to extend to other people. So if you saw, you know, if you're listening to my post about talking about what I just did and you see my post about me rattling bucks off the ground, know that the majority of the time is in the middle of the day um, because that's, to my, in my mind, being respectful of other hunters. But it's I'm also very cognizant of whether or not there's a bunch of other people that are hunting or not. If there's other people that are hunting, go somewhere else. And, and, and again, I know everybody's in different parts of the country, but where I'm at um, in Iowa, we have quite a bit of public ground. We also have a, quite a few non-residents that are hunting. Um, we have a few residents that hunt that as well. So um, those people are coming and going all the time. The majority of people usually quit by nine or 10 o'clock. They don't get back out there again until at least um, three or four o'clock, three o'clock at the minimum. So it's a great time to get out there and scout, take your rattling antlers out there with you too, but have a plan and a purpose of what you're doing. Meaning like I had a plan of these spots I wanted to go look at. They looked really good on the map. And sometimes, especially with like Onyx doesn't have an incredible amount of detail and topographical lines. I, like something looks pretty good and you get there and it really isn't good once you get there. And then there's other times it kind of surprise you too. So I have a little bit of plan of what you're going to do. Take the wind in consideration. If you're going to be calling and walking or setting up and, and calling for a little bit, I always give these deer um, at least 20 minutes at every one of those sets because sometimes it takes some time for deer to come in. Um, so make sure that you're giving them ample time, uh, at least 15 minutes, uh, before you move on to the next spot. And then there's quite a bit of difference distance that I cover, and it could be distance or it could be time, but I'll go, I'll go at least uh, you know 500 or 600 yards before I do that again. Um, I'll also or it might be, you know, I, just like if I'm in a tree, like what makes a difference if you're in a tree or on the ground, I'll rattle every 45 minutes to an hour this time of year. So that's about the amount length of time that I, I have between my sets. So, um, it's, it's really no different than if I'm parked in one location or if I'm moving, I just want to give some time in there to have those deer that are in, in earshot to move through or move out. If there are deer out there that are cruising around looking for does, which is pretty much I'm going to bet the majority of the deer that I'm rattling in right now, that's probably their mission. So um, just a couple things to think about. Um, if you've never done it before, it's a ton of fun. But there's also, like I said, a little bit of a uh, code of ethics or a uh, courtesy you should extend to other hunters. So think about that before you go popping in and out of places. Um, if, you, if, you, if you know there's a bunch of trucks there, there's trucks parked there in an area that you pull up to. I don't know what the situation looks like in your public land areas or even private land. 
if you don't have anybody else hunting there or shouldn't be hunting there, well, I don't, I don't know why you, why you can't do that at any, any given time. But rattling right now is proving to be still effective today. I, I do think that's going to wind down here pretty soon here in the Midwest. So if you're further south or east, you guys actually probably have a little more time than what than what I'm telling you we have. But you, you ought to be able to, if, if you've got the age structure there, you ought to be able to turn something up, I would think, um, in whatever area it is that you're hunting, as long as you have a good buck to doe ratio. So hope that helps today. Um, I know it's a short podcast. It's just something that was on my mind. I thought I just need to probably just kick one of these out. I'm going to get another one out yet today. I, I've got to get home. I've got some things I've got to do, some some phone calls for my health coaching business and some other things I've got to get wrapped up. And I've got my son tonight. But I'm going to try to kick out that other podcast with Doug where we talk about uh, – uh, rattling in bucks, uh, or not rattling in, maybe we talked a little bit about that, but we talked about decoying quite a bit in there because he, he used the decoy 90% of the time when he hunts and he's gotten really good at it and seen some consistencies over time that some things that I didn't think of that I haven't shared with you because it hasn't been my experience yet, but it, it, they are, they are now I'm always willing to listen to others that have had good experiences and, and unless it completely contradicts what I do, then I, I'm wide open to trying to learn from other people and you should be too. Have a great day, everybody. Um, Hope you're all being safe and hope you're all uh, going to find the buck you're looking for. See ya.